A Stoke collapse. A Stoke catastrophe. Stoke calamity. A dis-Stoke-lution? <laughs> it was a coming apart is what I'm saying. Alright, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Brian Scott. 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 Hey, Brian. You I'm just you thrown off by the depth of your, of your <laughs> the range opening. of your inflection. Yeah. Listen, yeah. that's yeah. what that's my goal. Every open is to is throw to people off. throw yeah. you off as to you don't know what's happening next. Good morning. And, and you know what? Honestly, I haven't had enough coffee yet. <laughs> so you couldn't tell that. It seems like just the opposite. That perhaps. was so <laughs> fake. <laughs> I'm trying to talk myself into being awake. Come on. Oh, it's funny. early. We're the only people in this building right now. That's not true. There's cleaning people here. The overnighters. You're right. That's right. They That's beat right. us here. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no beating them. Uh, well, this is a very important time in both the real life Premier League and in the fantasy Premier League. Mm. Yes, it is. And uh, I think we need to start by explaining what's to come. So for the next hour or so, you're going to hear us discuss this past weekend's matches, match week 17 in the Premier League. We're going to do it in the context of fantasy, for the most part. It's going to be fun. It's going to have an injury roundup from Brian. Yeah. I'm going to give out a fantasy half point. Dave's going to give us what I'm really excited to hear in this week's installment of the Arsenal Moment. Wah, wah, wah. Good sound effect. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do all of that for you, for you here in this podcast episode. However, we've also got to paint the picture beyond because it's about to get really good. Really good. So obviously coming up this weekend is Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone. Saturday, Christmas Eve, Sunday, Christmas Day. And then the following day, something we don't celebrate much here in this country, in the 26th of December, That's right. is Boxing Day. In England, I know they actually have reasons to celebrate it, but what it really means is there's Premier League football on that day. And that's when the beauty of the Premier League in this time of year begins. So there will be football starting next Monday for nine out of the ten days to follow. Wow. From the 26th to the 4th. Wow. For, Three, for the fan, that's truly a holiday time. Absolutely right. right. Absolutely right. There are three match weeks that will be like this isn't just one match a day like spread out over 10 days. This is three full match weeks in 10 days time. Goodness gracious. That so, seems like a lot. <laughs> good luck to all of the hamstrings out there. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is get a good a, warm up It's in. an yeah. exciting time, but for for the fan, for the fantasy fan, I think it might be a little more stressful because you don't know who's going to be starting. You really got to stay on top of things because right. some of the main players that you guys that you've been playing all year could be resting. I think it's a great time for the fa- the, the fan in me will love it. The fantasy fan be probably a little more stressed out. That's true. You've got to pay attention and set your lineup three times over the next couple of weeks, uh, especially in that ten day stretch, because with each match week. Your lineup can reset. You don't want to get caught being that guy that forgets and fall behind. And this is at the end of the segment. So there's two weeks left, I think, or three weeks. No, no, there's two weeks left in this segment. So then right in this holiday period, boom, the next segment starting. There is no time to flinch. Literally no time. The the, The 19th match week ends on New Year's Day. 
The following day, that's a Sunday, the following day, Monday the 2nd of January, Match Week 20 begins. We will we will keep you covered on Facebook and Twitter throughout this entire period uh, to make sure that you are prepared with what to do. Also, turn on your Premier League app notifications. I think you're going to definitely need them over the next couple of weeks. That's a good idea. Also, real quick, and I want to say this before we go any further in this pod, we love our listeners. And what we would love is when you listen to our podcast, we haven't never asked this before, but I'm going to start asking every week because it's, it's, hey, we need a little love. Give us a good rating on the podcast once you listen to it on iTunes and the other uh, and the other the other places, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and such. So give but us a good rating. Only if you have a good rating. Listen, I, honestly, I don't care if you really like us. Just help us out and give us a good rating, right? I mean, I don't care, really. That's not really true. Maybe a little <laughs> bit. I, I know you guys like. My feelings would be hurt. Scott, I know you're liked, and, and I'm probably not, and I understand that. But and I'm okay with that. But I don't I know. Just... Brother Matt seems to agree with you more than me. <laughs> not, well, although not not yesterday, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, moving on. Sorry. Okay. Sorry for the no, sidebar. That's a good, sorry that's for a good the plug. sidebar there. It's a good plug. All right. So let's get right into it. Brian, did you have anything else? No. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot to talk about. There was a, a fascinating weekend of Premier League matches that took place. It all began for us here on the Eastern Time Zone in the United States at 7.30 in the morning. Crystal Palace nil, first place Chelsea won. The lone goal in this one, another 1-0 finish, scored by Diego Costa. As Piliqueta with the assist... This isn't a fluke anymore, guys. They're they're playing title-worthy football, right? I guess. I guess. I am so pessimistic about this. Here's what scares me. is I said the same thing with, with Leicester last year. And they just they kept getting lucky. And they kept... or I feel like Leicester didn't get lucky. They did get some lucky bounces. I feel like Chelsea gets, in quotes, luckier than them. They 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 don't honestly they don't do much in the game and, and then they have one or two moments of brilliance in the game where they score and then they win a game one nothing. This is the third win in a row. They've won one nothing. And I could easily argue that they were outplayed in each of those games. So then seeing them winning all of them, it makes me like, come on, man, really? Like when's your luck gonna run out? But Scott, maybe maybe it won't run out. But to me, that's annoying. And to see the villain Costa continue to score I, he just can't, like, he can't get the flu fast enough. I mean, I just, I'm so sick of him. Fantasy-wise, I play him because yeah. I have to because if you're not, you're just falling behind. Now, he picked up a yellow this game. He yes. finally He finally, on a very cynical, in fact, the announcer said it, you know, the challenge was so silly and cynical behind someone. He just kind of reached out and just almost like in a schoolyard little trip as you, you do your friend as he's walking by. I think it was Joe Ledley, if I remember. And, but he got the official reason was dissent. It's true. So, so his yellow was for dissent, not even he, for he the not him, even for the the weird but, tackle, which which was weird. But then he further compounded it. But I, I guess he was hoping for a yellow, Brian. And since he didn't get a yellow, yeah, Dave, he, he went Dave, further into the dissent. Yeah, your theory on Saturday was seemed good. Is that he's just want he just wanted a, a game off. He just wanted a game off. He just wanted boxing His day busy off. Busy period is coming yeah. up. <laughs> he, just wanted, he realized I just need a day off. I got a lot left to do. <laughs> You've got some shopping to do. But anyways, that that was that was a theory. I think the announcers suggested that um, as well. The thing that should scare you, Dave, 
if you're if you're going to be scared, be scared by historical fact. The last four times Chelsea led the league at Christmas, they they won, they won the league. league. I figure so. so that's that's the Go thing figure. that a lot of people are all, probably all over that already. Yeah. Also, though, six of the last seven teams in the Premier League who have won the league were leading at Christmas. When they were leading at Christmas, the six of the last seven went on to win that season. Scott, do you know who what that one aberration was? Mm. No, Arsenal. Mm. Very good. Yeah. You know, a few weeks ago, you told us about how Chelsea had the number one player in fantasy. At Thanks for position. bringing that up, Brian. <laughs> I'm just saying. Jerk face. If it wasn't for Alexis at Arsenal, yeah. they would still have that uh, that feat accomplished now. Uh, they're number one in every other position. Courtois still looking great. As Piliqueta with the assist, in addition to the clean sheet here, yep. he uh, only expanded his lead on his teammate, Gary Cahill. Uh, there's one, th- there's one silver line. <laughs> so we said all these good things about Chelsea, and rightfully so. They are six points clear at the top of the table. They have won 11 matches in a row. Uh, there is absolutely no reason to say anything negative about Chelsea at this point, other than the fact that they're easy to dislike. With that said, I think that if you want to try to find something that will make this league competitive and will bring Chelsea back down to everybody else, it might be the lack of depth. They have not had to deal with much injury yet. And but that always seems to be their story. And that's another thing that's crazy annoying. Like, wh- what are they feeding these guys? I mean, th- this is a theme that's been going on for like the last four years, five years. Mm. Even Mourinho's second or, th- you know, his first or second or third or fourth, however many times Mourinho's been the coach there, for God's sakes. Breaking news, Dave Smith implying that Chelsea Football Club is using some sort of uh, competitive enhancement, some sort of illegal Listen, something or another that's going in the diet. If you were going to tell bum, me... Bum, bum, bum. Listen, there is, I promise you, Abramovich is not above being slimy in some areas. <laughs> Guaranteed. Just saying. Bottom line is, there's only been one... Uh, substitution that's been made in this 3-4-3 since it began, and that was Pedro out, Willie, and in. Uh, other than that, it's been the same personnel, match in and match out. And you just have to wonder with the busy period coming up, three matches in, in you know less than 10 this, days. This is, I like where you're going, Scott. Keep keep with this. Keep going. I like this. In fantasy, you have no reason to change things. It's as you were with your Chelsea players. But you want to keep an eye out because they're not all going to be able to play the entire time. If they do, there's going to be a risk of injury. And then you have to wonder, depending on who that injury is to, what happens next. Yep. You know, there are guys, obviously, that, that are, are ready to come in, but you have to expect there'll be a quality drop-off. There's a reason why Bat Shuai hasn't come in nearly as much as we thought he would for Diego Costa. He is not the same quality. Uh, and, and you can do the same thing throughout the, throughout the squad. So it's just hey, something to see. Real quick, in that sense, could you argue that Conte hasn't done a good job of subbing some of his main players off and getting some other guys in. I don't think he's needed to. Could he be to. faulted? He, no, listen, you can't fault much of what he's done. Not yet. What I'm at, you not see yet. what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. The fact that they're not playing in Europe, as it's been said for Liverpool, is is helping them immensely. Uh, if He's going to have to rotate. If he tries to do it with these next three matches over the next 10 days, then, then you can fault him. I'm going to make a semi-bold prediction and say that when we next meet in two weeks' time, and put another podcast episode together. By the way, that means we are taking next week off. Yeah. 
they will not have nine points from these three matches. Okay. That's not going to happen. The next three matches, Bournemouth, Stoke at Spurs. And and, and obviously the, the easy one to look at is say, oh, Spurs, you know, they might draw that one. Sure, maybe. I'm just saying this is a weird time of year. Things get shaken up in the, in the standings. Up the cherries. Well, next, yeah, and the, the first thing, so not only do they lose Costa to a one-match ban next week, but they also lose N'Golo Conte yep. for that same match. Both so guys. We're going to, and, and I forgot that temporarily. I mean, that's going to force rotation, right? So now we'll have to see how that depth goes, how, yeah. how it looks, and how it performs. And pr- fantasy Premier League managers have already made their intentions clear. Diego Costa, the number one most transferred out yeah. player. The week after, he was the most captained player in the Premier League. I'm assuming they're all going to... Buy him right back? Zlatan. Uh, but also, just keep in mind, too, Pedro... Matic and Louise all on four yellow cards too going into the match. Oh wow. As long as those I guys mean, if they get if they get a yellow in the net before January first, they, they get a one match ban. And that's not surprising since they've played every match they're going to accumulate. And uh, so this is gonna this is gonna be the interesting time for Chelsea. This could be when uh, there's little cracks that start to show. Only Palace player worth discussing is still Zaha. I, I think it's been two games where he's had two twos in a row. But before that, it was 10-3 and 16. They're trying to find him in isolation. Uh, Pardew mentioned that in his post-match comments. He said, we just couldn't isolate him and get him the ball in position. I, I think he's still score. a fantastic own, especially at his price at 5.7. Yeah. And if Pardew's willing to say that publicly, that they're trying to get him the ball, yeah. I mean, that... He's it, been in good form. Yeah. If your game, if their game plan's running through him, then then he's a fantasy play. Uh, uh, one more quick thing on this match. I am giving out the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award right here in this match to one Mr. Andros Townsend. You could say in a way that his entire season has been a waste to this point. So surprising. Yeah, it's disappointing. But when you are late in the match, all you need is a goal to level the score. Yeah. And you take a free kick and send it into... <laughs> probably out of the stadium. I, I don't even know where it went. you got to receive the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award. It was absolutely terrible. Terrible free kick at a at a crucial moment in the match. It just killed all hope for Crystal Palace fans after that. I would say, Dave, look real quickly on Zaha and possibly Ben Teke, who you might want to also talk about. Between now and, let's say, March 18th, the matchups, they ha- uh, the two toughest opponents that they have are at Arsenal and home against Spurs. Other than that, it's, it's a, almost entirely against bottom, bottom half teams. So this might be the time. Because then after that, from, basically from that point on, they play a, a mostly tough bad, schedule. mostly tough schedule yeah. the rest of the way. Okay. Now's the time to buy Crystal Palace players. And Zaha, I think, and would ben be Teke the guy. would be the only guys... Dan is always a defender possibility yeah, with his sure. headed goals. But he hasn't had he hasn't had him lately. I just no. think I just think but with that, that run of schedule, if if he he might be yeah. able to put three or four matches. Yeah, that's exactly the the time is the the, ben, the schedule Bennett could benefit defensive players as well. But I would think that especially with the inconsistency and the the just the crapshoot that it is with forwards, Ben Teke is not a bad guy to add in there. But Zaha, I think, is the is the buy definitely the best one. Everton nil, 
Liverpool 1. Sadio Mane with a 94th minute goal. Breaks the draw. Why did late, you, why late, did you late. just do this first? How could you not do that with more energy? I'm just trying to be professional, you, guys. You no, know, you're trying, trying to, to downplay. You know what? <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, oh, it's just business as usual, business right? Business as usual, guys. I mean, we just walked in. Just another in. Merseyside Derby Liverpool victory. Liverpool just walks Part into the Derby, <laughs> just takes their three points, and goes home because that's what we do. We're that's Liverpool. Right. That's right. That's right. Merseyside's red. More like Darby O'Gill and the little people. <laughs> Part of me wanted to defer a significant portion of this podcast today to Scott. Oh, thanks, because, Brian. Well, because you got a, a, a such an important win. Yep. You had controversy with the the man you hate the most, which oh, we'll talk about later. Yeah. I just feel like two of the biggest things that happened of this, the weekend of this weekend are. They're just so in your wheelhouse, so to speak. Oh, and I felt all the feels as well. Yeah, take it. All, all right, right so, like, so, so why don't you just get, tell us about Liverpool? Well, I'm Tell going... us about Liverpool United. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a scrappy match sometimes hard to watch it was one of those where i recognized if i wasn't a liverpool fan this would be a hard wa- hard one to watch as a neutral uh it obviously had the big moment at the end but how many people stuck around for it you know uh it was it was scrappy like i said everton really tried hard to interfere with liverpool uh and not give them much time on the ball and it worked their passing was a little bit out of rhythm and uh, and and it, they made Liverpool really have to work to put a string of passes together. But that said, that sort of took away any energy they would have had in the attack. And so uh, it it it's it's fascinating to see. And, and this isn't the Liverpool fan. Now this is the this is the fantasy Premier League and Premier League fan now talking. Liverpool matches. You you there's a theme. This gag and pressing style that that Klopp has introduced. It might not work in the first 15 minutes. I've noticed, especially lately, a lot of clubs have tried to, to maintain possession early. And they might have a little bit of success, but they wear Liverpool wears their opponents down over 90 minutes. Uh, and, and he has the ability to make great second-half adjustments or inspirational speeches, whatever you want to say, because they come out with corrections and with, a, with extra energy after the break. And that's when you start to notice that all the play is in the opposing half of the pitch. And that's what happened here. Now, with that said, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how Liverpool was lacking one thing. And we even talked, we argued about it last week even. Yep. They were lacking the ability to clinically finish. They can dance the ball all around the 18-yard box like champions, but there's no one to put together that clinical finish. And at the 60-minute mark in this match, I chatted, you boys, and I said, this match is crying out for who? Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge. Someone who could provide that clinical finishing touch. Daniel Sturridge. Origi was not, Thank you, Brian, on your seven-second delay. <laughs> Divock Origi was not able to provide it in this match. Sturridge, it was crying out for Sturridge. I said, we need to sub in Sturridge and Sean. I thought Klopp waited at least 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes too late. Finally, though, at the 81st minute, I think, uh, both men subbed in. And 13 minutes later... Sturridge provides the assist off the okay. post on a Mane goal. I'm not going to let – I'm sorry. You're not claiming that Sturridge provided an assist. He shot the ball. Decent shot. I'll give him that. It's a better assist. It bounces off the post. Sure. It's a, it's a bloody 
It's a bloody shot. It's okay. not a. Sh it's not a pass. It's a better version of. It's an not even a shass. It's a shot that bounced off the post, and it's not an assist. For God's sakes. Then you need to be yelling about every assist that's been given out for the guy who gets fouled before a penalty kick. Because this is a better version of an assist than that. Hardly. 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 The intention for the guy in the box is to try to make a move towards the goal. Which is what Sturridge did. He just got the shot off. It was even more of an attempt This is goal. the weirdest and out of any rule in football, Why period. does Sturridge's assist bother you so much? He is the most overrated player in English in the English Premier League football. And granted, Mesut Ozil might be second right behind him. And I oh, know what on. I'm this saying is, by you, saying that. Daniel Sturridge crazy. has played Daniel Sturridge has played in out of 17 games so far this season. He's played in 10 of them. Right that right there is not enough for me. Mm -hmm. If you can only make 10 out of 17 games, I don't need you unless you're a youth player. Then and I'm not giving him credit. So therefore he has zero goals in the season, mm -hmm. and he has three assists, because I am not giving him credit for that assist. So yesterday. actually it's four. So okay. he has three assists in ten appearances in 17 games. Four, okay. What's he doing? What's he doing on my well, team? But who's overrating him? Everyone. He's 0.8% owned. You overrate him. I'm not overrating him. you like, this game needs Daniel Sturridge. No, it doesn't. It just needs Firmino, who came close a few times to scoring. He got cleared off the line. Yep. But Excellent it wasn't. It wasn't happening. Granted, the game you probably it changed need, when Sturridge came in, and game Sean came probably in. needs Coutinho as well. But Coutinho's no, hurt. Here's what, and this is not overrating him. This is this is how Liverpool can can win by using Daniel Sturridge, assuming, and this is this is the worst and and most ridiculous. They assumption. need to play him in the Giroud role. It's exactly right. That is exactly right. He can be for Liverpool what Giroud is for Arsenal. Giroud is not a sub. But he is. He's been a he's been a super sub off the bench. Made an impact when he comes on. He didn't this weekend, but he he could have. Sturridge did this weekend for Liverpool. If they can use him in that way, it, they will find great success with it. Now, neither Giroud or Sturridge want to be used that way. But that's you know how this is not a basketball podcast. But they are like yeah. the sixth man. There's an award given out to the first guy that comes off the bench. It's a it's an important I role. I get it. I get it. But and they I agree, are the six men of the year. I agree with you for Sturridge because he's so fragile. Is that overrating him? Just because he has a skill that he proved again last think, night that he provided? All, he you're provide? say, all you're saying is that the way he's typically perceived is this guy who's a, a star. He's He deserves to be up front, deserves to be getting on his time. And then, the, he, and then not only can he not stay healthy... But then when, when he's he's been a bit of a drama queen. This Everybody year. remembers this Daniel Sturridge that played with Luis Suarez three years ago. He's proven that, that guy he's hasn't proven. been there since three years that's, ago. That's false. Health has gotten in the way. It, it, this is a ridiculous that's statement to make. But if if it wasn't for his health, he would be one of the best well, five oh, strikers in the world. Okay. Well. Now, you know obviously, what? you have to factor the you health. You can't in. caveat that. Yeah, in. I know, I know. You have to it's factor impossible. that in. So that's why he's 08 percent owned. He's not. I got a Rigi in my lineup. I don't have Sturridge. That tells you something. He's 08 percent owned. No one's overrating him. But at the same time, you can't deny that he has world class skill in a fragile, broken body. I would agree with that. But guess what? If I'm a manager or owner, I don't want that guy on my team because you can't rely on him. No, I agree. I want him off I, the bench. I will agree with you on this. I want him off the bench. I want him in the Giroud role. I will agree with that. I will agree with that, that that's probably, give me 15 minutes, Daniel Sturridge, your best. Anything past that, you fragile weakness, you'll break. So to say at the 60-minute mark, this match is calling out for Daniel Sturridge is not overrating him. It's simply 
acknowledging that that's about what he can provide. And when he comes in, he's going to provide something new that will give Liverpool the win. It did last night. I like the nickname for him, his fragile weakness. <laughs> Sir Fragile Weakness, Daniel Sturridge. Move. All right. All right hold on. This wasn't so, even supposed to be the part where we argued in this podcast. Well, what else are we talking about here? Nothing. Much, nothing else. I, I, all right. I want to bring this up. All right. Yeah, there's the, the thing that you have to talk about. Is... Ross Barkley. Well, hold well, on, hold no, on. No, there's two other things. You have to talk about... I want to talk about Clavin. Holy cow, clean sheet. Two starts for Mignolet, two clean sheets for Liverpool. And uh, and Clavin at mm-hmm. 4.6 for a defender. And if Mignolet is going to stay in goal and Clavin's going to stay out there, then... That's a big no, if. And no Matip. That's a big if because of Matip. So... The question is, so when Monop is healthy, who comes who comes out? If Clavon is probably the one. If he stays, though. But he shouldn't be. I don't think... I think the clean sheets have a little more to do with Clavon than they do with... Minulet. Minulet. I would Clavon agree. Clavon Bilic is, like, my favorite guy. Clavon Bilic? <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's not his you know, name. Clavon Bilic. Slavin's Did brother. I say that? No, no, no okay, I'm saying Because, you know, I'm... Brian is to... feeling a little uncomfortable at you and I yelling at each no, other. No, I love it. <laughs> Listen, you got to talk about... What, what gotta... else do we have to talk about this game? All right, so Clavon, he shadowed Lukaku. Yeah, oh, yeah, Lukaku. Kept Lukaku. him in check. Uh, really, Lukaku never got close. He, do he you agree with uh, Do you agree with your your man Jurgen Klopp, who said the plan of Everton was wild football? Absolutely, it, they it were was very intense. It. They tried to make it a proper derby. That their scrappy, swarming style on the ball. They were very physical, very aggressive. Not afraid to get their foot in there on a tackle. It was definitely they. They wanted it to be a derby, and Liverpool looked like they wanted it to be a finesse game. It was definitely a clash of styles, finesse versus physicality. And uh, and it looked like Everton's style was going to win out, at least if you consider a draw at Goodison Park a win for Everton. Uh, I think they would have taken it. Oh, yeah. they. I think they – it sounds like they were really disappointed. Mm-hmm. When you talk about um, – I feel like if there, was a, if there was a fire going afterward, which it seemed like there probably would be a little bit – uh, I think Ronald Koeman threw some more fuel on the fire afterwards because his suggestion was everyone was while everyone was screaming about Ross Barkley's tackle, which mm-hmm. was a should have been red. Yeah, I, I think agree. Everyone sees that. It sh- I don't think anyone would say that it wasn't his. He his argument afterward was that Lovren was on a yellow already, and he reacted in a way that deserved a second yellow. I was really surprised to the, see. In that after, I was really in the aftermath. Su- yeah, I was really surprised to see that, that both men didn't get a yellow card on that. Um, I mean, this was just the first decision of a string of bad referee decisions across the league. I'm tired. I hate that Why when you talk, have great football. We've talked so much about referees ruining games yeah. this year, I feel like. More, just, more than before. We need something to make sure that we are getting elite referees in addition to elite players. Like, we know how we are getting the best players in the world to the Premier League. We've got to get the best people. We've got to get people interested in being referees and make them and bring them up to the caliber of the player. This is getting this is getting really silly. Uh, their job's hard. There's no question about it. But you can't you can't look at a tackle like Barkley's and say that that is just a yellow card. And when that's all that you do, you're asking 
for the shoving matches. And of course, I mean, that's the captain for Liverpool. Of course, guys are going to swarm and protect their captain. Yep. He, if but, the referee's not going to yeah, do it, the players it would have been have any player. It. He came in hard, yep. studs up, crunching. I mean, full blast. Never thought about slowing down. One stud up completely on the ankle. He's lucky he didn't break Henderson's ankle. It looks like he might have. If it wouldn't have been in a football game, it would have been considered assault. And you know what's funny is my first thought was, ooh, it's going to make the next England training camp interesting. Yeah. But apparently they're, they they got on afterwards, which is good. That's true. I, I hate fake getting on. Well, with like Ross that. Barkley, you always have to keep him at arm's length. He's a He's a punk. What are you? Well, no. What are you buying here? Are you buying Mignolet? I'm staying in the midfield. But I'm saying, I guess my my question is, it doesn't seem like the last two matches necessarily reflect anything poorly on on Carius. I will say, like, where did it come from? I'm saying, I'm not changing anything for this segment, but for the next segment, like, what did ever, like, what did Everton do? Clavon. If he gets another, if they hold another clean sheet, their next game Stoke. is Stoke. And then they got City at Sunderland, Man U, at Man U. So I mean, they don't have. There's not a great easy schedule. Yeah, the schedule, up. the schedule for for Liverpool officially the easy part of the schedule, which had been true for a very long time, there is now over. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess what I'm saying is, did Everton do anything? Do you think that it was ever, anything Everton did? That would have made that would have made life difficult for any keeper that was back there. Could Claudio Bravo have been back there and had just the same kind of success? Everton had six shots, one on target. Bravo probably would have let that one in, but other than that, yeah, it was a nice save by Minulay. Uh, mm, that's why the jury's still out for me. I know that there's two clean sheets here, and Stoke very well could be and a third. Who knows? Um, no. Jury's still out. I'm still playing forward. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking okay. forward on the pitch with Liverpool. Mane's been on fire. Firmino's been ice cold. That's the only thing I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And Coutinho will be back in in a week and a half. Start, start of the year. New segment, Coutinho's back. Man City 2, Arsenal 1. Arsenal got the scoring started right away, thanks to Theo Walcott. But in the second half, City come back with Leroy Sané and Raheem Sterling pouring in the goals. Pep gets the three points. Um, Manchester City, Arsenal to Arsenal, Dave. How did that feel? 60-40 possession in favor of City. Move on from this 499 game. to 280 passes completed. Do you know who's taking the brunt of the criticism on this one? It's, hmm. your, it's the Mezzet. one that you mess, mentioned. Yeah, exactly. This is someone you called the second most overrated player in the league, which is a... A gross over-exaggeration of this last weekend's result. He's not overrated. He does have the tendency to disappear at times. Well, Scott, what's And this was to, a bad on, time on. for him to do it. Scott, what's supposed to be his specialty? I don't know, Dave. What? No, no. I'm asking. His specialty Brian, is... Brian, what, what, what is Mesut Ozil supposed to be? It's his creme brulee. What's his best quality? It's his creme brulee. That's his specialty. Yeah, Everybody knows it's his, it's his, sure it's his beautiful raccoon eyes. Is it should it be his pass? It's I mean, his passing. What you don't have him for defensive work rate, do you, Brian? It's for his beautiful footwork. You you have him for his passing. It's for the club calendar setting. at the end of every year. How many yeah. how many games we played seventeen games? How many assists does he have? Not as many as he had at two. this point last he year. He has bloody two. 
He had like 17 he at this point last year. He doesn't give you anything year. on defensive work rate. Not much. He doesn't give you anything on defending corners. Not really. Seamus Coleman. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, did you want a Seamus curse? Sorry, not to. I'm not trying to go backwards, but. Sure. No, no, did I don't you, have. No, I don't have. Did one. you have a Seamus curse and not give it? Well, no. Seamus wanted. He wanted to play. Like he was fiery in the first 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Seamus really has been. Seamus has been a man possessed almost all year. Seamus is the one of the few bright spots for Everton consistently all season. He's kept Mason Holgate on the bench who had a really, really good first month. And we were like, hey, Mason Holgate. And all of a sudden, Coleman came back in, and Holgate's not come close. No, because Seamus is is playing like – he's playing like the devil ate him, and then the devil ate his cat. (laughs) Well, I don't know. That's not how the curse goes. It's it's Bringing it back to our current game. Anyway, sorry. You're griping about Mesut – Ozil, anyway, well, who yeah. is a very good player, who and you who's think about is to get paid forty million a year. That's what the seven six or no, not seven three fifty per week or whatever breaks down to. Actually, that's what Tevez's salary is. Dave, it's set forty it million. It seems year. like everyone twenty million a year. It seems like everyone. This is the question you have to answer. Everyone is questioning the the metal of of yes. Arsenal following this, this loss. Did you listen to? To Theo Walcott post match on the not, NBC not, broadcast. Honestly, I turned that it off. was amazing. That they it, talked to. I turned it off and I did. They talked to Theo Walcott and they talked to Yaya Toure, tell, tell and me both what Theo were about. awesome. Yes, because I Theo, actually really liked Theo Walcott more after the Theo A is going to be a fantastic announcer someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is what the Robbies talked about in studio afterward is. He didn't seem too upset. Mm-hmm. And maybe he should have been a little bit more upset, but it seemed like that didn't they were not convinced that Theo Walcott was representing uh, a fighting attitude and something that you would expect. It's the re- it's the reason why it seemed like people are questioning the mental fortitude and the and the toughness of Arsenal and whether or not they're t- title contenders based on attitude. It's a little unfair to Arsenal because I mean Okay, these were two rough losses. They went ahead early. They they lost late in both of them. But I mean, every club's going to have two losses like this during the year. It's unfair in a sense that Arsenal, when this happens to them, everything gets questioned. And yet they've brought this on themselves with their twenty years of history under Arsene Wenger. So it's well, it's mainly fair the last in that twelve sense. years. No one was 20. questioning this the, the first yeah. eight. I mean, once you get to 12, <laughs> 20, I mean, might as well. All right. So I are you say selling, this. you're saying, like, we've talked glowingly about Urzel recently on this podcast. Yeah, I love it. Are him. you saying that's over? Are you done with Mesut Urzel? All right. He's got 78 points I have a year. to be careful not to get caught up in what I said last week about being too overreactionary. That's what it feels this like. This one game, okay. I'll say why I, I want to be overreactionary is the fact that this this is the first time this year as an Arsenal fan that I, I'm having uh, uh, deja vu. Yeah, it's happening. This is the first time, okay? So we've but, it's all, only, but it's Christmas. Like and, it's waiting till And Christmas. in fairness, it's one half. Yep. The first half, the narrative at halftime was... Arsenal's in control. Pep Guardiola. Yes. He's really going to have to do some soul searching. Yes. Like... Like, he's going to have to think about – I mean, does he really think his system's going to hold up in the Premier League? That's what the narrative was at halftime. Yes. 
In the next half at the end of the game, after the next 45 minutes, the narrative was, oh, this is this is old Arsene Wenger again. I mean, it's amazing how the narrative changes in in literally at how different it was at halftime. I will say this, and this is what's most concerning. City laid out the game plan, the teams that they played them the last three weeks, the game plan against them was laid out in front of all their opponents. This is how you beat us. This is how you beat us. Pep's like, I'm not going to change, so you're going to have to beat us this way. And Arsenal did it in the first five minutes. Five minutes, and they scored. Mm-hmm. And then they stopped. Even without John, now, St- even without John Stones out there, it's a miracle that they oh, got a Brian, goal in. Oh, I forgot. Can you look up John Stones' uh, ownership percentage for look, us, please? I can tell you that, okay, but I don't want to take away Dave from David. Thought, but we got to come back to that because we're going to keep harping on this. My point is, yes, they stopped against doing what anyone worked. else. I'm okay with the strategy because Arsenal's been really good this year at counterattacking. Get a lead, sit back a little bit because you can kill people. Not kill people, you know what I'm saying. You can really hurt people on the counterattack, <laughs> right? Listen, there's too many sports, serious sports hurt. There's too many serious things in this world for me to misuse that term. Go ahead. But to serious, seriously punish people on the counterattack mm-hmm. against anyone else, but against City, against their defenders who can't handle the ball, against their goalkeeper Bravo, who is quite possibly might be the worst keeper in the league. You don't sit back on them. You continue to push and press them the entire game, and you don't stop. And that's how you beat City. The game plan was laid out. You didn't even have to do any video research. It was already done for you in the past results. So what in the world are you doing? And if every fan can see that, that's why every fans are, all the fans are going bananas. And how can you not see this? Because it was obvious. Because you don't want to feel they smarter than the manager. But, but in we, the sense you did. In some you way, were. you are smarter than yep. the manager. Yep. Because it, is this stubbornness? Like, did you actually think this was his way to play them? Do you want to know how many streaks ended or continued? I don't think he does. No, Brian, and I don't Can care. I tell you some? Sure, whatever. <laughs> Olivier Giroud had scored in the previous four matches against City. I'm assuming he didn't. He played more than 15 minutes in those yeah. matches. Arsene Wenger is now 0-1-4. Zero wins, one draw, four losses against Pep Guardiola on the road. Did you know that? It's their I did. first. I saw that one. It's their first time losing consecutive away matches since April 2014. Yeah, I saw that one. That's interesting. Petr Cech had never gone eight straight matches without a clean sheet mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. What about that? God bless oh. Mustafi. Go to Barcelona and get some injections and get back. Mm-hmm. A lot of. <laughs> so Brian, let's go back to John Stones really quick. John what? Stones was dropped Who's again. Passing out the horse tranquilizers in Barcelona. <laughs> that's where that's where everyone goes. Like get treatment. Go, okay. They go to Barcelona. I have to imagine it's more like a remote village in the outskirts of. Oh, Barcelona. that was the other thing about Walcott post match was that he said basically that they had a plan, and it didn't work out. That that they had a strategy in place that they did sit back a little bit. He admitted that they sat back a little bit after they got the lead. They had a plan and it just didn't work out. And I think the casual way that he kind of just was like, yeah, we, I mean, there was a thing that we were going to try to do and it just didn't kind of happen. 
I mean, it was it wasn't that nonchalant, but well, it came I guess across. We'll just play into their hands and play to their strengths, and then we'll just lose our. Is that? I mean, is that what? Is that what's I going on? I think that's the way it was kind of interpreted, especially from Theo's always been that kind of ho hum kind of personality, and that's obviously been part of the club's personality, at least the the overall. You know, we talked about the lack of toughness and stuff. You know, the, Theo has embodied you, that for many years. It's not surprising, would, and it's unfortunate that they chose him. You would have wanted to. You listen, would have wanted but, to hear from Sanchez or Koscielny yes, or Czech. Yes, exactly, exactly. You would have gotten a much different tone from those guys. I okay. Think. One more thing, Brian. Let's bring it back to John Stones. How many? How many idiots still own him? Nineteen point five percent. It's dropping, but not nearly fast enough. How many points did he get this past weekend, Brian? He got zero. Zero points because he didn't even play. Nineteen point five percent of you. I'd like to think that our John our podcast Stone. is somewhat responsible for that one percentage drop. I hope so. In hey, uh, the other way that City Arsenal Arsenal this week was that Kevin DeBrana, another assist. He is Urzeling the assist category this year dave dave do you have an arsenal moment for us i'd love to hear what you have to say about your favorite club is it different than the arsenal moment you had a little bit ago (laughs) maybe okay jerk faces i hate you both of you can i can i get some coffee while you do this yeah me too okay great dear arsenal where is your heart what are you made of what the hell are you doing in the last two games, we've been up one nothing and lost 2-1. The City game hurts the worst because the game plan had been laid out weeks prior. I already said this earlier. And you thought you knew better. How do you not pressure their defense and keeper? Are you serious? After the Everton loss, I wasn't concerned. Now I have concern after City. Maybe Wenger can't win the big games. Maybe it is time for him to go. Maybe Ozil doesn't need a contract. I don't care what happens at this point. But you damn well better pay Sanchez. Oh, man. <laughs> how many... How, the amount of editing that's going to have to happen. It's so post, good. Yeah, it's you'll so be good. all right. Man! Just make sure you set aside, set, set aside enough time for that. Um, I feel like the title of that was Question Everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Fine. I'm probably overreacting. Whatever. Let's uh, move on. Nothing, I'm done. I'm done with nothing changes the fact that for at least the next six matches Arsenal has nothing but but blue skies in front of them blue skies you want to buy again on Walcott yeah please Actually, buy yeah. again on Walcott yeah I almost bought him before this match. listen 7.8 he's a great bargain he's been playing well when I needed to when I needed to sub out Coutinho when I had Coutinho I sold him for Walcott and then immediately sold Walcott again <laughs> in order to get Sanchez. Well, for the 13... Now, I wish I would have had Walcott again. Yeah, exactly. For the 13.4% of us who have Firmino, you you gain money by buying Walcott. Well, Brian, you're not knocking Sanchez. You're not knocking a Sanchez own, are you? I mean, he's the highest no, no, player in the No, no, not at all. I'm not knocking that at all. I'm just saying, like, it, it's just one of those, it figures... Oh, once you sell... In a new segment, we like to call, it figures... <laughs> 
I sold him, had him, and then he scored and blah, blah. It always works out that way. Tottenham 2, Burnley 1. Ashley Barnes scores for Burnley, but he's overmatched by Deli Ali. Danny Rose for Spurs. Should Sissoko have been able to assist the Danny Rose goal? That's the question. Was that a red card foul by Sissoko minutes before? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> possible. This was the second of our refereeing decisions okay, to so, discuss. Sissoko probably should have been sent off for his ugly tackle. Thing. My thing with your statement was this, probably. If you have to probably say that he should have been sent off, that means he shouldn't have been. Sissoko should have been sent off. I, in my opinion, okay. So are you changing your statement? Were well, you just... I was not realizing that my words would be parsed that carefully. Fair enough. Sissoko should have been right. sent off because this is not the. This is another time that we'll 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 discuss this in a minute. A strong yellow, soft red. There's no such thing. I'm going there's to yellow bring that and in. red. There is there is such a no. there is such a thing. There's yellow and red, and sometimes the referees get the. There are levels of cards, and it also yellow and red. And there's there's strong yellow, no, soft red. No, there's not. And Wait, let me get out the dark yellow card on this one. Yeah, oh, he has, he has the, different colored cards in his you pocket. You just mean the emphasis with which the referee shows it to the player. No, Mark yes, Blackburg. That's true. Very strong. You, yellow. Ryan, you're right. There's you something to, be, to that. No, no. no. That, that means see, every yellow and red. I want you to see the crack of my elbow whenever <laughs> I. Mark Clattenburg, <laughs> Every yellow and red is a strong yellow and red. You then. look at this. You look at <laughs> this yellow. There are fouls. There are fouls oftentimes when players have no yellow cards. Fouls that are given, a yellow happens. That same foul can happen with the player on a yellow and in a little bit, and it won't okay? be given sometimes. Are you saying that's okay? I'm saying there are situational cards. I didn't ask that. I said, is that okay? I don't know. I'm not sure. Possible. It's I am not, not okay. Sure. That it's is not the... okay. It's the same logic that people use when they say, well, if it was a foul elsewhere on the pitch, it should be a foul in the box. I agree with that logic, and I also I agree do that agree a foul right, is fair. a foul, a yellow is a yellow. I don't care what you have. I agreed with okay. you both, right, right, gentlemen, right. earlier that Lovren should have gotten a second yellow. He didn't because he already had one. That was wrong okay. in the Liverpool-Everton sure. match. It's a, all right, fine. I will, I I will concede that. I'm going to be consistent I, I with agree this. With that. All right. Sissoko, you can't go in like he did without getting a red card. All that that does is it encourages a player who's already reckless to begin with to continue to be reckless. And you know what? Next time when he does get a red card, he's going to act incredulous. Like, mm -hmm. are you serious? Because I've done worse and gotten a yellow. And he's right. And that's not his fault. Stupid officiating. Wow, there we go again. <sighs> well, not when you put it that way. <laughs> I think you're probably right. <laughs> There's no fantasy <laughs> soccer talk in this match. Sure, there is. There's Give it tons. To us. Give it to us. Hey, Walker Listen, and Rose with this. First of all, yes. First of all, uh, just as a reminder, Spurs have 111 shots on target for the season. 51 shots on target against. It's the best ratio yeah. of all teams in the Premier League. I have to interrupt you there, though. Until everyone, and there's still a couple of teams that haven't played Burnley, until everyone's played Burnley, we don't know how good that statistic is. They had 30 shots in this match alone. Um, 30 shots? Good <laughs> gosh! Yeah, target practice? What's going sure. on there? Toby Alderweireld, sorry to everyone who either bought him back or has held him yeah. in hopes of getting yeah. him in this match because... He was a late scratch with a, some sort of back issue. Mm -hmm. So I guess keep an eye on that one. 
especially if uh, and maybe the maybe like you mentioned Scott just the tough stretch coming up uh maybe they wanted to keep him you know hopefully keep him through the, the honestly he might only play one of the next three matches yeah i mean which then if you look at Danny Rose we talked about we talked about it last week uh Danny Rose loves his yellow cards Danny Rose loves his yellow cards but Danny Rose is is has absolutely no fear going forward and they talked about it during the match that he seems to love this new freedom. He and Kyle Walker both are attack, attack, attack. Yeah, there was a quote. Apparently, uh, there was a rule Pochettino had made for the two of them that they couldn't both attack at the, at same, the same time. At the same time, which makes sense, right? Because you're leaving the other side, the backside exposed. But apparently that's been lifted now. And so they were very excited about that, and it, it showed you can, you can You have a little bit more freedom at home against Burnley. Maybe yeah. than you <laughs> do against yeah, that's a well Go to said, Turf right? more, and it's hey, a different story. what do we make of... Uh, can I rant about something real quick? Not that there hasn't been enough of that already no, there, this episode. And you, yeah. But I can't pick a captain to save my life. Harry Kane? Yeah, I picked Harry Kane. Of yeah, course well, I you did. you and a Me lot too. of other people Me did. Me too. And, I, and, and, every and, week. And the, one of the most captain players for the Premier League said this going into the match. One of the top captain choices for the top 100 Was score, Harry Kane? No, was Christian Eriksen. Christian Eriksen was captained uh, by sure. like 20%, so over 20% teams. of the top 100 teams. It makes sense. Eriksen's last five games, 10, 18, 2, 19, and 2, you would think playing at home against Burnley like I did as I owned Harry Kane would be a fantastic setup for a captain. And you know what didn't happen, Brian? It had nothing to do with the match. Harry Kane... His last five matches, 2-13, Being shipped out, shipped out by tons of people. Zlatan is and the that's guy. That's what I was about to say. Zlatan is being put in oh, by everybody you, right now. You know, before this match, I was going to sub out Kane for Zlatan. And you know what I said? No, Zlatan's playing at, at West Brom. And Kane's playing home to Burnley. In what for what we live, that yep. Kane isn't the better start there. And yep. you know what happens? We'll get to it. I think next match is last time with a brace, Kane with nothing. Screw me. Well, listen. That is so annoying. And you know what? Screw so, the Spurs. As, a, as an Arsenal fan, why do I even have a spur on my team? That's a listen, great point. That's here's a really other. It, listen, this, if you give the Spurs a chance to bone you, they'll bone you. Here's the, here's the counterpoint. Everybody makes mistakes. That's not a mistake, though. That's playing the odds, and the odds I can't do not win work in with your captains. Favor. That's true. All right. Um, look at the fixtures for Spurs <laughs> the rest of the season. All right. I'm saying I don't think it would be bad to own three Spurs <laughs> for the rest of the season. Yeah, Dave, to hear that. that. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying you've already gotten. If you had picked up Ke- uh, Erickson at the right time, you yeah. are rolling in it. You would not have done no, a, that. Is you true. would not have done bad on yourself to own Delhi for the past. He's been. He's been. Which good we the talked last, about that yeah. in this run of fixtures. He's been. He's been his, very his la- good. His last five is is five nine two three and he nine. does he's have a he good. does have a touch of better real life player than fantasy player. But that's true. Agree. But he is. I mean, obvious. I mean, he can do that any time. And there are games even in the past few when in the ones where he didn't have a, a goal or an assist. His shots are the ones hitting the woodwork every single time. Then 
you can choose any of the three defenders for sure between Alderweireld, Rose, and Walker, and then you can't do you can't do any worse with a forward than you than you're going to get with Kane. I'm just saying the rest of the year, you're not. It's not going to be bad. The only caution is Walker and Vertonghen are both on four yellows. Europa League in February, but that's a long ways off. Right. Oh, and uh, Heaton seven more saves. Holy cow! That's it. That's now, yeah. Record-setting season for saves. <laughs> Hashtag pray for Heaton. West Brom nil, Manchester United two. Zlatan scoring both goals in this match. I just don't even know if I want to start yelling about this. So apparently, we got into some Twitter discussions uh, on this uh, through our account at Fantasy Soccer FC, and I'm just stunned that everyone that I was arguing with our account was in the Zlatan got the rightful yellow. I agree with that. That's <laughs> well, that's fine, but I I agree with that. And listen, and and. We can agree to disagree. It was a hard foul. Are you going to call it a dark yellow, Dave? It was a dark yellow. There's like, no such thing it was as like dark a, yellow. It was, it, was yeah, dark, it was like a... It was a dark yellow. Like a... Orange hu- card for Zlatan. Honey colored. Like that real Listen, deep, almost brownish It yellow. was absolutely a foul. But come on. To, to get... You have to have, in my opinion, with a red card, an intention to to like maim someone. Okay? Like really come in and usually that's done with a kick with a boot and or a punch to the face this was a shoulder you know what honestly dawson should have came a little harder i'm kidding a little bit zlatan was running into him was set it up there's a ball coming into the to the west brom defense zlatan on his way in to run up to doesn't even really look like he's running to head the ball kind of sizes up dawson exactly and literally jumps and throws his shoulder right into the middle of dawson's chest and Dawson's shoulders came together and clicked, and then he bounced backwards and crumbled to the ground. All right, so before the season started, I railed on the use of this one particular word in fantasy soccer, value. Mm-hmm. Value is the dumbest word. It's not about value. It's about what, Brian? Point. Thank you. Is he scoring points? That's right. Now, you want to get the highest points for the lowest price, but there's value is just a, a fancy way of saying I'm going to buy someone who's not expensive, even though he's not scoring points, and that's stupid. You know what else is stupid? You Unless know, you, you know need to fill a stupid? roster spot and it's not stupid. You know what else is stupid? Yes, what? The word intention. Number one, it is not the referee's job to determine a player's intention. They're not looking at plays and saying, well... You know, yeah, he came in with two feet, but but he didn't mean to hurt him. Wait a minute. How I... could he how could he know that? How could he know that? The referee's gotta look at the play itself and make the call on whether or not the play itself was a Scott, foul. I completely disagree. Not it, it, what his intention was. Every time the intention is to go for the ball, no, no, no. of course. If, if there's a unless if, you're Lee Catamole. If someone <laughs> if someone flicks the ball up against my arm and I'm defending in the box and the ball hits my arm and What's my intent? Is my intent to block it, or was my arm down by my side and the ball came up and hit but my arm? But even then, it's not about okay. intention. It's about where the positioning of the arm is. No, no, no. At some point, depending on how high my arm goes off the side of my body, all of a sudden now intent comes into no. the referee. No, it does was not. Was he trying no. to stop? It's not about intent. There was a handball called this past weekend. I don't remember who won, but he goes and Danny slides Simpson. in. Danny he Simpson. He slides in, and his yep. hand is yep. over the top of his head. That 
His intent was to make himself as big as possible to yes. block that shot. Sure. You just said, you disagreed. I just said his Sure, intent. but that's not why he got the foul called and the penalty kick was given. The you, foul was given because use, his hand was over his head. You have it was to his use, positioning. It was not his intention you to hit the ball with his hand that caused the foul. Judgment to rule Which is on different gray than area plays. That's judgment different. on the intent of the player and the intent of the play. You have to use that no. every time. No, you don't use the intention. You use the result. You use what occurred. And what occurred was a word that you used earlier on a play that was talked about in a different match. It was an assault. That happens sometimes in football. And, and and the red card should have followed. It's just like Vardy. Vardy got a red card. We'll get to that next match. Was that a proper red card? For Vardy? Yeah. No, not even close. Oh, my gosh. His intent. In what world I live. His intent <laughs> was not to do. That was not a straight red for Vardy. It's a two-footed tackle. You know I don't like Celeste. Two-footed tackle. Two-footed tackle. Two-footed tackle. One, it's not about whether or not he meant to hurt his the player he tackled. It's about whether on... or not he used two feet, and he did. He jumped into a two-footed tackle. He got, that is the he result. Got... That is what should have been called. That was the one call that was gotten right this weekend. No, that was wrong. That was absolutely wrong. Do you wrong. know what word people are using to say that Vardy shouldn't have gotten a red card? What? That wasn't his... Intent? Intention. Exactly. I agree with that. How the hell do you know that that's true? <laughs> because watching the play... Were you inside his head? We his, don't know his intentions. His studs weren't high He's up. He's a good guy. All you have is what happened. He went in with two feet. That is a reckless challenge. He, was he not... leapt off the ground to put two feet into the tackle. I don't care what he meant to do. He probably meant to get the ball, just like everybody else. But he did it recklessly, and in a way that's a judge to be a red card foul. It was the right call to make. And Zlatan was worse. Well, I was going to say, let's come back to that. Zlatan Fantasy Soccer Yelling Podcast. Zlatan fouled. It was not a red. It was a red. But he it stayed in the red. game and scored two goals. I mean, you want to take away one of... Sorry for the mic bump. Oh, there. yeah, that's okay. true. You want to take away a Sturridge's assist? I'm taking away Zlatan's goal. All he right, has fine. 10 goals on the year. Right, that's fine. He'll you still, can put 11 in parentheses. He'll still have 12 by the time we get the midst, probably to the New Year. Yeah, Zlatan now has 151 or 152 goals <laughs> in 170 appearances since 2011. He's a scoring machine. As much as people want to hate him, he has scored. He is a scoring machine. I only wish they would do more interviews with him. He has now scored. Because a, I feel like he doesn't get enough publicity. He scored right? a goal in 100 of those matches. Oh, if Zlatan played for Arsenal, which is which is a, a rate of a goal scored 50. 8.8%. Why, why do you dislike him so much? It's it's the person. He's a great player. But what, but, but what, is he, but what does he do? What has he said since he's been here? That's um, I'm the god of Manchester. Well, that was before he got here. He's toned it down <laughs> I think his bit. intent is to be lighthearted. Oh, I no, see what you did there, Brian. I think he's a carefree guy. Hey, let's talk about fantasy right, relevant things. Let's talk. Okay, first of all, enough. I was challenged because Chris Brunt had a hard tackle on Marcus Rashford later. Put him, make them both red. I don't care. Be consistent. Okay, number two, uh, Rondon might be in a little trouble. Do he we is know not. It? He's not going to be in any trouble. The reviewing board of three uh, elite officiate. The it was an officiating crew of three former elite uh, officials could not determine. Whether or not there was anything worthy of a ban, so Sol they were Solomon, judging. 
They were judging his Solomon intention. Rondon did not it will not receive any sort of uh, suspension or any sort of That's the further second punishment time now. That a and slap speaking, to the face doesn't get punished. Speaking, I guess slapping in the face is okay in the I, Premier League. You're right. You're right. Well, I, right. You, I you would have Im- to be right, Scott. I, I, can't ima- I can't imagine that the who it was involved didn't have some sort of bearing I on I think the from now on, on hard challenges, they just need to whip out the white gloves, old school, and just slap to the face and, and just insult each other. Rojo is... Rojo's, He's the John Terry. Oh, my goodness. For Mourinho that guy. this year. And, he's, and he's, Mourinho, he's playing the John Terry role, and he's being a big thug while he does. Well, Jose Mourinho it. says that he's playing an incredible football right yeah, now. Yeah, that's because he needs Rojo to be doing what he's doing, and yeah. and he's playing it to perfection. Speaking of two footed tackles, he should speaking not, of studs up tackles. Yeah, he should not be playing. I mean, if Vardy <laughs> uh, studs were not, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Look, it's sad. It doesn't for, matter. It's sad for all it of West Brom. Completely matters. Two footed tackle leapt off the ground to perform it. He Reckless. was shoved. Let's, no, let's, let's, we was, knew, he was let's, not let, shoved. Let's, let's stick with the there was United. No one let's him. stick with the United. I'm West done with Brom United. Look, you guys finish this one. Look, you know that everyone that played a West Brom defender is sad. A ton of people brought in Chris Brunt. Yeah. Chris Brunt finishes, I think, with zero. He did. And uh, I'm still which sticking is, with him, though. Just he has for the, his scoring and his price is great. Value there at 5.0. That's true. I'm so far from the mic. I'm the game <laughs> uh, Matt Phillips at a 5.3. I'm not still not changing my opinion on Matt Phillips. I think he's a great own. Again, if you're if you're front loading your front of your midfield with a Hazard, a Sanchez, and or like Mane, and and and, and then you need to have some lower end, high scoring midfielders. Matt Phillips, in my opinion. Is one is one of the best owns you can have out. And Rondon came probably closest for West Brom, uh, skipping a header just past yep. goal. Probably could have done a little bit better with it. I'm still keeping my eye next segment on Pogba because he'd still he had a he three this good. game, but he's good. And he, uh, he Scott, good would you agree match. his form continues to look better? He and might better continue every match. though to be better in real life. You just have to see. He might he might be have yeah. a, a Della Ali sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, can I just say one more thing? Sure. I'll do it in a calm voice. Yeah. We're only having this discussion because these matches took place in England. Put this in Spain. Put it in Italy. They're calling. They're throwing red cards all over the place on these. England is such a physical league. Premier League is... It, Which is fantastic. It, Who wants to watch La it's, Liga? It's not... Um, <laughs> millions. Millions do. Uh, People just... If it, you take Bar- not, you're oh, not wrong. It is fantastic. If you take Barcelona and Real Madrid out of La Liga, no one watches that league. You take Arsenal and Chelsea out of for the Premier yeah, League. Millions are still watching the league. I know. If you take Liverpool out, millions are still watching the league. It's a deeper league. We've talked. I'm not arguing anyway, with hey, you about this. Quickly, last, England is a deeper last league. Last thing for me on this match. This is going to sound bizarre. Bear with me, Scott, because I know what's about to happen. You're rolling your eyes already. No, I'm just hurting. Michael Carrick. <laughs> Michael Carrick. I'm hurting like score goals. Craig Dawson. My, Michael Carrick's not going to score goals. But for my fifth midfielder, I want someone who is cheap because I want to front-end my midfielders, someone who can get subbed in if one of my main players doesn't play and still score points. Michael Carrick, who's now been starting for Mourinho the last three games, he's at 4.3. So what I'm saying is he's dirt cheap. If you're looking for that guy, you can tuck on the fifth spot as your fifth midfielder. Someone who still plays will still score points because points are points, Scott, uh, but is very cheap. Michael Carrick, again, he's not going to score goals and or assists, 
but he's going to get twos and threes, and he can bring in that back end of your lineup to free up money for other places. Just saying. All right. Moving on. Rapid fire through the second half of our weekend schedule here. Bournemouth one, Southampton three. Nathan Ake starts the scoring for Bournemouth. This is a this was a come from behind weekend. I'm noticing. Uh, Ryan Bertrand scored for Saints first, and then uh, a brace from J Rodriguez seals J- the win. Oh J Rod, J Rodriguez, J Rod, first away goal scored since March 2014, as they noted in the match. That's a long time. Uh, 14 minutes in, goodbye clean sheet for everybody. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> Southampton. So Check this out. You had to see that coming, though. Yeah, for sure. I was hoping for. I had to. Well, I mean, that was not going to happen in this match. This was wide open. Southampton at Cherries, sure. Cherries are Cherries are going to score points. They're going to also concede some goals here. Yeah. Uh, Entering the match, two players had created the most goal chances without an assist. You already know who one of them was. Dusan Tadic. <laughs> you know who the other? You know who was second in the league most chances created without an assist? Redmond. Nathan Redmond. Wow. Tadic and Redmond were the were one two on the list in the league. Assist goal scoring chances created without an assist. Redmond finally gets one on one of the Jay Rodriguez goals. Hey, I I started to born with defenders hoping for. A clean sheet obviously didn't happen, but I was happy to see Nathan Ake score. Mm-hmm. Of course, his last five games one seven one eight eight. His value, yeah. I mean not his value, his price is a four point four. <laughs> Don't say Slow. value. Yeah, Slow. Well, Scott, would you say it's good value? It is good value. Okay, fair enough. Actual good value. We asked where the, sh- the goals were going to come from. The Saints had scored four goals in eight matches mm-hmm. on one hundred and one shots. Is the answer Jay Rodriguez? I don't I don't know how it can be. No, no. I think he's their only answer right now. Like there's no one else to play in there. So there's is think. there anyone that we would want to play in our lineups? No. No. Um it, this has no fantasy relevance, but that game turned on a on its head when Stephen Davis came into the match for Southampton and he completely changed their entire midfield. It was very bizarre. It's one of the biggest changes I've seen for like one person coming on at halftime, like completely changing a team. I've seen all year. The good and the bad for Southampton. The bad first, Sofian Buffal throwing a fit, being subbed off, and you could see yes. Puel was not happy about it's almost that. Almost like a teenager. He looked like a teenager. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Sure. Ha- I mean, he's a young looking guy anyway. And then uh, Jose Font. What? What in the world? Contract negotiations ongoing. Apparently, it's getting in his head. This is where real life is starting to affect his yeah. play. Which then affects his fantasy play because if you own Font as opposed to Van Dyke or both, Font didn't play this match. Yeah, and uh, Puel sat him because his head's not in it right now. Club Puel seems to be a no nonsense type manager. He does, and so you have I to like, wonder. I like that a little. Bit. Well, I like that. yes, but you you also have to have your play. Is he you, too old school? Is you want your players to like you a little bit. So you're saying he's still a little too old school, a little bit. He he's might not be. A, he might he's not be players manager. He might not be a a millennial players manager oh. it just might be it's a generational thing he looks like a guy who maybe doesn't relate to the young kids i'm sure. totally reading into this but sure. if that's the case i mean that's all he's got is these kids he, he, they're gonna have to respond to him and right now there's there's fear there that it's not happening and there's a lot of people speculating that font's gonna want out in january the good j-rod is getting my honorary fantasy half point i know he got plenty of real fantasy points this weekend but he gets my honorary half point for his quote after the match 
think he's been through so much. He was out for the entire 14-15 season. After the year before, he came on. When the entire Southampton club kind of rose to prominence, he was definitely a big part of that. Yeah. Then he was out for the next year with a, it was an ACL tear. Uh, only made uh, 12 appearances last year. This was his ninth appearance this year. Here's what he had to say after scoring his two goals. The second goal I enjoyed more, which you could tell the way he celebrated. But any goal scored means a lot. Just playing is the best feeling. Football is great. Yeah, that's good. I, and he's I'm, right. Yeah, it is no, great. That's a great quote. And I, the J-Rod, I like to see that. The J-Rod story is a good one. Yeah. If he, if you're going to buy him, I mean, the, the one advantage. No, for, what, I mean, I'm just saying. You're, <laughs> no one, come on. If somebody's going to buy him, I'm sure people are going to buy him. People react People like respond crazy. to goals it's all the time. It's that he's playing. It's the same thing with Redmond. Just the, like the, the schedule. Great schedule. Not only that, they they don't. They're an obvious. Like Shane Long, who's fallen out of favor far farther. No one further and farther <laughs> distance and and uh, hypothetical. Uh, just uh, uh, right. uh, we yeah. don't have room. Uh, for... All I'm saying is that there's no there's there's <laughs> a lot of unpredictability with where the goals are going to go come from. If you want to buy him, the one advantage is that he's an attacking, attacking. He's more of a forward. He's yes. more like Firmino. And okay, uh, but here's uh, the real question. Front. So if we already have Van Dyke in defense, we're mm-hmm. not going to buy three Saints. So we're not going to have Redmond and Rodriguez. No, so which no one way. are you buying? But I'm, I'm not. No, I'm okay. not owning hey, any Ryan? Southampton player. I'm the only one. That, maybe, the, maybe a defender. I would Bertrand. Cons- yeah, Bertrand. Yeah, that's exactly it. All right, Ryan Bertrand. Sunderland won, Watford nil. Sunderland move out of the bottom spot in the table thanks to a Defoe to Van Onholt goal. One nil win. This is is the, that all there I, is to say? I, about no, this? pretty much. I have two things to say. I Go was ahead. really disappointed with Watford. Watford has been seventh, eighth, ninth in the table for the most most yeah. of the season. To see this type of a performance, I was disappointed. They, they, I think they thought they could just walk in. Classic and, mid-table and, club, right? Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think I think they're thinking they're better than they are, and they they walked in and, and got stomped on. They didn't have Okaka. They didn't. Patrick Van Anholt. This isn't really a newsflash for us, Brian, because he's always been kind of a show favorite, but he's really good. Yeah, yeah he is. And guess he, guess he can, which he can Antonio his way into guess which Premier League defender has the most goals since the start of last season. PVA. It's got to be it's Patrick PVA, Van Onholt. Yeah. He has seven goals since the start. It's the Van Onholt Defoe show for I Sunderland. I don't think he's going to be in Sunderland very much longer. I'm dropping Anichebe from the. It is not the Defoe Van Onholt Anichebe show. It is the Defoe and Van Onholt ah, show. Ah, so it's over. You I, think it's done? I don't know that it's I called o- that. One I don't right. know that it's over. I just seasonal think, trend. Victor Anichebe out. I mean, I'm with you. It's I mean, just, he had a couple of. Decent yeah, I mean, chances, but yeah, you're absolutely right. He had one you know flash the, moment. I'm not changing my mind on Defoe. Look, the Just top... No, me neither. No way. The top two passing combinations for Sunderland in the match, though, interestingly, was Van Onholt to Anichebe and Anichebe to Van Onholt. That was really? the two... Oh, the two mm-hmm. Thir- pass 23 total passes to each other, which, which was by far the most in the match. So, I mean, that's not... I mean... It's not like Defoe's going to pass to a ton of people because it's not really what his game is. But sure. I just thought that was interesting yeah. to see that of, of all the passing combinations, those two are the, the top. Stoke 2, Leicester 2. What a crazy match. Best, Stoke. best drama. If you like drama, best drama match of, oh, the, of, yeah. the, of the weekend. Boyan with a penalty kick goal. Joe Allen puts in a second before halftime. Dilly ding, dilly dong, having to be restrained at halftime oh, man, going yeah. after referee Craig Pawson. 
and then Lester puts in two. Ten-man Lester. As he should have been since Vardy had got sent off in the first half. We've just discussed that, rightfully so. Ajoa and Daniel Amarty with the goals to level it for Lester. A Stoke collapse. A Stoke catastrophe. <laughs> Stoke calamity. <laughs> a dis-Stoke-lution? <laughs> it was a coming apart is what I'm saying. How in the world? Lester's the only team that Stoke have played more than once at home and have yet to win against. Why didn't you tell me this before the match, Brian? This well, looked like it seemed like it mattered. This no, looked right. like a guaranteed Stoke have five clean sheets in their last nine matches going into the match, and that this looked like a guaranteed Lester six out of ten. Such a weird and it didn't happen. Team, man. You mean Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah. Well, it's like they can have these moments when they resurrect their their last year's team, hmm. and they did that in the second half, down ten men, or uh, you know, down two ten men. They're down two goals to nothing, <laughs> right? And they're not playing a one, one on eleven. I'm picturing Casper Schmeichel as the lone <laughs> one on box eleven. On the uh, By the way, he could probably block they, quite a few listen, shots. Still, yeah, they battled imagine. back. Each team had nine corners. Stoke had sixteen shots, seven on target. Leicester had fourteen shots, eight on target. This had drama. Uh, managers attacking refs at, at half. Red cards. This game had everything. It was great. And honestly, no one really cared. So let's move on. Well, <laughs> I was opening up my ESPN app to look at scores last night before I went to sleep. Yeah. And you know what news story popped up first on my news feed right. with my favorite teams? Yeah, news. sure. Yeah. Casper Schmeichel is the goalkeeping answer for Liverpool. Hmm. Interesting, huh? It could be interesting. You want to know the weirdest stat of this whole There's thing? There's my January transfer rumor. Uh, my one. My you one. You hate these rumors. I do. I didn't read the story. I did not read the story. buying into it. I didn't read the story. Of I just read the headline. Oh, you'd want to buy that headline. one. Boyan scored the first goal of the game in his last three appearances against Leicester. What a, you think that, what a weird stat. stat. I should have bought hey, Boyan. Speaking of, speaking of value, Joe Allen, holy cow. Is he back? No, but he's but <laughs> look, it's just one of those Shut guys. <laughs> Shut up. Lots of people own him, and he's All one right. of those guys. West Ham one Hull nil. Your boys, Brian. Mark yeah. Noble PK on a, a you know talking about a bad referee hey, decision. The original yeah, that locker was, room uh, dad, right there. Antonio was not fouled. I'm sorry. He had to hustle out of there to go work at Home oh, Depot later on. It was Tom it, Huddleston got boned. It was ex, it was the it was the <laughs> angle. It was the angle and the hook hand around around. It was Antonio. the hook hand. I, I would agree with that. He it didn't was, get pulled, but it, he did have his hand it around. It wasn't so a complete snodgrass, like but honestly, <laughs> did anyone feel bad for Hall after last week's snodgrass dive? I did. Hall was on the wrong I end. I did. Hall deserved soft... it. Hall deserved points in this match. Maybe three. Well, they got if points not last week from Snodgrass's dive, so they they lose them this week. Sorry, that's football karma. Second Suck week. Suck it, Hall. Uh, Hall's had enough negative karma. <laughs> I feel bad. Hall's twentieth place going down. Hall's a Hall's yeah, a sure. championship team. Get out of here. All right, so give me Newcastle. Darren Randolph, second week in a row with eight points. Yep, he looks good. He looks real good. I love Ad, Randolph. Adrian yep. is not coming back in the lineup anytime soon. No, it's not. And, and we already said last week, who the West Ham schedule is good going forward. And we we didn't mention him, but Grant, I like Grant at Stoke too. I do too. Grant and Randolph have been putting on some really good performances. Yep, I agree. Real life, probably more than fantasy. But I like are both they both of them. English? Yeah, 
they might be the most informed aside from Pickford. Like the next three, like the next England match should Don't have. Don't forget Tom Heaton. Pickford. Well, that's true. Heaton's healthy now, so that's true. Heaton, Pickford, and then either Grant or uh, or. The, um, it, listen, it's not the Randolph. fact that there's not talent there. It's the fact that the second they put on the three Lions kit, something weird happens. By the Anyways. way, honorable mention for the Jerome, Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award has to go to Dieu Merci. And Bukani, yeah. who last year, by the way, won this award more than anybody else besides Cameron Jerome. Yeah, they were Norwich buddies together. They were notorious for doing this to each other, and and the reason why Norwich went down, and he did it again. Did his best Norwich impression from last year. Well, missed a wide open goal. That was ridiculous. Middlesbrough three, Swansea nil. Negredo with a brace, one of which came on a penalty <laughs> kick, and Martin Darun scoring the third. <laughs> Brian, you and I were watching some of the games yeah. with each other on Saturday. One of our conversations was, can Bradley make it to Boxing Day? Yes, uh, he needs to be given a transfer window. Give him a chance to buy a couple of defenders. Scott, oh, man. I'm just saying this because of what you brought up a couple pods ago. 22 goals, now 25. When you were saying you have to look at how the team is playing and their attitudes when they're playing. Yeah. You have to look at their intent as players. Shut up. They, Shut uh, up. You are just <laughs> listen, trying to make me mad. No, listen. Not just the not just 25 is, goals. 18 of those goals conceded on the road. Yes. You They're just no getting blasted. You gave no question. Three to Middlesbrough. No question. It was bad. They came out strong in the gave first Negredo, 10 minutes. Yeah. Gave up a goal. Yeah. And then it wilted. And Bob Bradley said that exact yep. thing. Yep. We've just, once once we concede, we lo- they lose it. Yep. They lose all ability to to control it after he that. needs to buy a couple of defenders he needs to be given the chance to do you, you can't bring a manager in and not give him a transfer window. hey jordy amat's still one of the top owned defenders holy cow just he's so cheap. can we just move on to the end are we buying negredo no. he's still the picture no. of i don't know striker what? he's my fourth striker how about that that's that sounds impossible. pretty good that's, i know it's impossible possibly stupid that's not <laughs> i i like where you're haven't going. we fought enough i like where you're going with that Thank you. You know what I'm saying by yes, that. Yes, I know exactly that, what you're saying. There's all those, right. You know those movies? Yeah, you you bagged Negredo all year. There's those movies. Right? Well, yeah, I still am in a way. There, okay. You know those movies where it's like, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that. It's like Captain Phillips from a couple of years ago for me. <laughs> right. Captain Phillips was always like the second most movie I wanted to watch. There was always another movie I wanted to watch a little bit more, which meant that I never got around to watching Captain Phillips. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Negredo's that striker. He's that fourth striker. It's like there's always going to be another option. Yeah. So I'm never going to actually uh-huh. buy okay. Alvaro right, Negredo. Enough. I get you. I get you. That's a good explanation. Thank you. It's time for the... Uh... All right. All right. Listen to it. Let's get into the injury roundup as we close. Brian, take it away. Actually, there's not really anyone that's that big of a deal <laughs> worth talking about in the injury roundup. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, Pablo Zabaleta. There's an update on Roberto Pereira. Go Contore. Who? You're, you're right. Fantasy relevance. Eric Bailly. Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. Oh, there you go. like that one. Martin yeah. Stecklenburg. Yeah. Oh, that's, Stecklenburg. That's the, He's not fantasy relevant. That's the, Robles is better there. That's I don't the know quali- why. That's the quality of player. I think, really, it, I was. we should have mentioned it during the Arsenal moment. If there was Mustafi. A, well, no. I mean, we already knew about Mustafi. I'm saying. Because oh, there's a time table. Is that Oxlade-Chamberlain comes on as a sub, plays 15 minutes, and goes off immediately. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. With yeah. a hamstring injury probably weeks Who away. And him? that's not good 
Well, I'm just well, it's just bad got, for he Arsenal. Got four three starts in a row. And everyone ta- and, and, and had been, had, had, had been noticeably good yeah. for Arsenal. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's hope his hamstring didn't get Ramsey'd. Mm, um, Zabaleta <laughs> subs off with an as yet unknown knee injury. Probably means John Stones gets a place back in the starting lineup again for City. Uh, Roberto Pereira, Walter uh, Mazzari says he injured his meniscus. We're not sure how many months he will be out. Nice. That's not good. Uh, By again, uh, he had just tweeted midweek last week that his knee injury wasn't too serious and then ends up not playing against West Brom. He'll probably be back. I guess it's worth keeping an eye on. And then Mkhitaryan. uh, Mourinho already said that they expected to have him back by boxing day against Sunday. So That's we your injury roundup. Roundup. Um, so <laughs> we will be back in two weeks. Yep. We're, we're going to enjoy the football. We're, we're going to take our holiday. Yep. We're going to enjoy the football in the meantime, just like you will. Follow us on our social media accounts. Our website is uh, fantasy. fantasy. I don't do this part. Why am I doing this part? Sure, do it. You're doing great. W-W-W like I do it that well. <laughs> dot. Fantasy Google soccer com. FC oh. dot com. I love there you go. To do it that way. Yeah, sure. Uh, Twitter at Fantasy Soccer FC. And on Facebook, Facebook Fantasy, Fantasy soccer, soccer FC. That's it. Same. Just same. follow us there. We're going to have all sorts of content as the matches take place, but an actual podcast will be back in Scott and I two will try to time. argue back and forth during matches. Just to I think be people spicy. are going to need a holiday break from our arguing. I probably. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Whatever. Maybe they enjoy it. Follow, D- follow Dave on Snapchat for uh, <laughs> at uh, Alexis Sanchez shirtless pics. Yes. And you'll <laughs> yes. only get pictures of Alexis Sanchez workouts oh, from man. Dave. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, listen. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, listen, give us some good ratings. Even if you don't believe it, give, them, give it to us as well. <laughs> Lie. Hey, until next time.